everybody feeling in the room this morning? Let me hear you 9.30. Let me hear you early risers. As Pastor Cherry said, I had a great opportunity to be away sharing with a group of about 100 leaders from another church this past week. And I actually traveled with uh, someone from our church. He, he drove me up and back. And we were sitting there in the front row as I was getting ready to speak to this room full of leaders. And I just, I turned to him in some, a, a mild panic. And I'm like, what if they don't have good beats when I'm walking up? Like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> Without good beats when I'm walking up. They had good beats, thank you, Jesus, and we were fine. If they hadn't, it just would have been a mess. But we're good. Man, it's just something, you know what I mean? Like, that, that beat should follow you everywhere. Would that not feel good? Just like, come on, come on, Caesar. That would feel good if that beat followed you everywhere. I feel so good this morning. I want to echo a couple of the things Pastor Troy just said, because you really need to hear them again. The first would be creative, collective, going to be off the chain. Uh, and I want to actually just take a moment while we're thinking about creatives. Let's celebrate our creatives. So here's who we're celebrating right now. We've got, I mean, this worship team, they show up at 6.30 a.m. on Sundays to serve you. Yes, our, our tech teams, our graphic design team, our video production team, our photo and capture team, our social media team, our event design team. I'm probably missing someone, but there's a lot going on behind the scenes. And we're so thankful for the dream team. Now, at Collective this week, I am going to be interviewing one of the best and brightest, I mean, you're all the best and brightest, and James says no favoritism, so don't take that personally. So, but one of the best and brightest uh, in the church, come on, somebody, there's a, there's a young entrepreneur that just won uh, top 30 under 30 in BC Business Magazine for her clothing company, come on. It's a young woman uh, in, in the house, come on, somebody, right? And, uh, and so I'm going to be having the chance to interview her at Creative Collective, just talk about her faith journey, what God's doing in her life here at Resonate, and how she built a successful creative uh, company from the ground up. So it's going to be a great time. I hope to see you there. Uh, it's going to be amazing. And if you didn't catch those details, just look on, we'll have that up on social media. And then I also want to echo again what he just said about group leader training, and here's why you need this. Like, here's why you need to be there. We just had more than 40 people give their lives to Jesus in the last two weeks. And so I don't know... I don't know what you think of you as a leader, but here's what I think of you as a leader, and here's what God sees in you as a leader. Come on, leader, step up. Rise up. Uh, if you've ever thought, like, maybe, listen, maybe you thought, I couldn't, I couldn't lead a small group. You can host. If, you're a, if you play basketball with friends, you can run a small group. Like, let us teach and train you. That's what today is all about. We don't expect you to come with everything. We actually just want you to show up to a training where we can actually help you know what it would look like to actually take the, what you're doing in your life right now, your crochet club, whatever you're doing, you're doing something socially. We're not trying to add stuff into your calendar. We're just saying put intentionality on it. And so if you show up today, we will help train and teach you in that. I'm, I'm just getting off on announcements here this morning. Let's just get into God's word. Are we ready for that? Well, this is week number two of Double Tap. Last week was such a good week. We talked about singleness, and we talked about how you find Mr. or Mrs. Incompatible. And if you weren't here and you don't know what that means and that sounds really strange, why would I want to find that person? You need to get on the podcast. You need to get on the YouTube channel and hear that because that will really help you out as you start thinking about who it is you want to find. And I said this in the 930 last week, not the 1115. And so I'm more repeating this because I want to make sure I say this at the 1115. 
you've already kind of heard this if you're in this group, but there is some young women in our church that are so on fire for God, so leaning into purpose, so full of the joy of the Lord, so just all in, and I just want to call out the men. If you're a young man, listen, if you're a young man in this church and you're single and I don't see you at Next Steps today, I'm telling you, you need to go find another church. You need to find another church because it's time to step your game up, young men. And if you know some young men that are like, that used to know God or could know God, if there are some, let's start at ground zero. We can get them there. Just get them here. Can you help me? We are going to get into this message today, I promise. I'm just excited about some things. Um, I want to set the ground rules for this series. Here's an important ground rule. When we talk about God's standard in relationships, whether it's friendships, whether it's intimate relationships, we're talking about marriage, whatever we're talking about in relationships, when we're talking about God's standard, we need to approach a series like this from the lens of your future, not your past. Because you will look at God's standard and you will think, I'm not there yet, or I've messed that up so many times that you'll actually think, I'm actually discouraged and I'm not going to take a step forward. But how many know, if you'll see it through the lens of God's standard is calling you into something new and something better, and Jesus came not to bring you guilt and shame, but to give you a clean slate and a new start. And so whenever we're talking about relationships, come on, just look ahead. Can, you, can we do that today? Don't allow it to bring discouragement. Just look ahead. So that's the ground rule for today. And I want to speak a message, again, on a subject that will feel like it's only going to be applicable to a few people in the room. But I promise, not a few people, like a bunch, but I promise that, that no matter where you're at today, we are going to find some great application for your heart. If you're single, if you're dating, if you're engaged, if you're married, divorced, if you're widowed. And I know a number of, of people in our church who are in that place of having lost uh, lost a spouse way too early in life. It, it, no matter where you are at today, God has a word for your heart. Now I want to speak a word today, and I don't, I don't think I've, I don't even know if I've heard a lot of messages on this in my life, but you need, we're all going to need some this today, and I want to speak a message on dating. And if you're like, you're like, that's so not me, that's not the season of life I'm in, if you've got kids, trust me, you need to hear this message. I mean, I need this message I was preparing for the message last night, and as I said to you last week, Avia is constantly asking what Daddy's preaching about. And I could hear downstairs, Rachel was saying, Daddy's preaching about dating tomorrow. And Avia's like, what's dating? And then I heard Rachel just lead into this conversation about dating that I wanted to race downstairs and say, no, in Jesus' name. I just, I was upstairs, I went to my prayer closet, and I was just like, Lord Jesus, take away their free will in Jesus' name. Take away that free will. I want to speak a message on dating. Now, the Bible has zero to say about dating. Now, we're going to find a lot in the Bible today. Thank God this, the message is going to be rooted in Scripture, but not because the dating's like 200 years old. So, but courtship, and there's other patterns back in the day your parents picked for you. So there's a lot of different, uh, dating's not in the Bible, obviously, but the Bible is not silent on the topic because it has a whole lot to say about the kind of person, the character of the person you should want to spend the rest of your life with. It has a lot to say about boundaries. It has a lot to say about what should fill you up in life, who it should come from and where you should get it. And I want to read some of that right now. Ephesians 3.17, the Apostle Paul prays this for the church. And he says, I pray for you, church, that you being rooted and grounded in love. So come on, church, that's always your anchor. 
the love of God, that you being rooted and anchored in his love may have power together with all the saints to know how high and wide and long and deep is the love of Christ. So you need to, you're going to need God's help to understand how great his love is. His love is too good for you to grasp without his help and clarity from him. And so what happens? We pray and ask for that. To know this love that surpasses knowledge, it goes beyond what you understand. Why? That you may be filled. I mean, that's God's purpose for you today. If you hear nothing else, hear this. God does not want you walking through this life empty and depleted, that you may be filled with what? To the measure of all the fullness of God. And so when it comes to this life, and we talk about relationships, let's just be very clear. Fullness comes from God. And we're going to repeat, back, loop back to this as we close the message this morning. But fullness comes from God. Well, uh, it, our, our view of, of dating in culture is, is not that. I mean, it's not, we don't really see that in movies, that fullness comes from God. You know, young man, full of God's love and strength, full of purpose and passion, doesn't need a relationship to complete him, but he meets a young girl, likewise full of purpose and passion and the fullness of God, and they go change the world together. No one's going to that movie. It's just, it's not all that, doesn't seem all that exciting. No, the Hollywood script is much more often two people whose lives are messed up, are trying to find some chemistry to make it through their empty and depleted lives. Come on. Like young, executive, high-powered woman is going to get deported to Canada, and so she goes to her chiseled young assistant, and she says, would you please marry me? <laughs> He's not into her. She's not into him. He's, he heads home to Alaska, though. She goes with him. His family doesn't really like her, uh, but Gammy does. Nevertheless, they start to build in chemistry, and not surprising, they're sleeping in the same room. That'll usually do that, and well, the family, as I say, does not, does not like her, but Gammy is so into her. They move their wedding up, they're gonna, but she decides to get honest and say that it's all a hoax at the wedding. And so she gets on a plane, she flies back to New York, and Gammy fakes a heart attack so she can say, go tell her that you love her. I don't really remember, I don't remember it that well. I've not seen it that many times. <laughs> so he gets on the plane, he flies back to New York, he goes into the office in front of a whole group of people that think that he's crazy and she's crazy. He says, I love you, here's the point. The cultural narrative and the view of dating that we have is that people who are, uh, uh, are messed up and broken on the inside, if you can find someone and feel something, it'll make things better in your life. Biblical narrative is so much different. Come on, it is if you will be someone and bring something, God is going to put you into a relationship because you didn't need it to fill you. No, you already were someone and you were bringing something. It's a very different narrative from God's word. And so what I want to do over the course of the next several minutes is talk about some different ropes and, uh, and different ropes of, of when, three relationship ties and ropes, when you should give this to somebody else and who you should give it to. Three relationship ties, when you should give this away to someone else and who you should give it to. You ready for that? Let's do this. Well, the Bible, the Bible says this about, about marriage. It says the very first... Uh, the Bible starts with a marriage, ends with a marriage. It's got a lot to say uh, about this subject. And it says in Genesis chapter 2, Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and, be, and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. And so the Bible speaks of marriage as, as three verbs. Its first description of marriage is three verbs. It is, number one, a leaving, 
Number two, a holding. And number three, a becoming one. Leaving, holding, and becoming one. And a lot of what our culture thinks dating is, is those three things. It's leaving your friends and family for a lot more one-on-one time with someone. It's, it's holding on to a lot of one another's hearts and emotions and feelings. And it's becoming one before you put a ring on it and do this thing for life. And so I actually want to talk about, there's some of these ropes that we're giving away to the wrong people and we're giving them away too fast. So three of them, I want to talk about finances, sex, and significance. Come on, money, sex, and significance. Whoo, let's go, let's go. Uh, let's start with money. Let's start with money. And the Bible says this, therefore a man shall leave his father and mother. Leaving mom and dad, that was a picture of stepping out from their provision and their protection. In other words, dating is not the time when you should be intermingling your finances and becoming dependent on somebody else financially or depending on somebody else financially. Now, let's be very clear. I'm not talking about spending money on somebody else because, ladies, if he's not spending on you, run fast, run far. He's not deserving of you. And it's 2019, so men, if she's not spending on you, run fast, run far. She's not deserving of you. But I've counseled so many young people and even older people, and they, they've given away this rope too far and too fast. And so even, I've heard this many times. You think many times, many times, where someone no longer wants to be with someone but now they're left, someone else is already holding the rope of their financial future and they don't walk away from a relationship they know they should walk away from. Or maybe they don't even want to leave the relationship. They're just not able to adequately assess whether or not they should be in this dating relationship because they become dependent or someone else is dependent on them. Come on, I actually love the term dating. You know what a date is? It's a date. It's an event. It's something on a calendar. It's not an intermingling and an interweaving of our lives. It's an event that happens to decide and to assess whether I want another one of these events. It's an event on the calendar. It's a date. And if someone else is holding on to the finances of your life, or come on, this used to be easier, but you live in the lower mainland of British Columbia, right? Like you used to be able to with, with mom and dad's provision and with your, what God's blessing on your life, you could afford to live in some sort of apartment condo. But now you need like eight people to live there with you. And so it just seems to make sense that, you know, with the price of gas, we're going to share a car and we're going to share a place. And that just, it makes financial sense. But God never intended for you to hand the rope of finances or hold on to the rope of finances until you got to a place where before your friends and family, you stood up and said, I am yours for life. God never wanted mingled. He wanted to bless you through your parents and through his own blessing of your life. Can I encourage you today? If you're in a relationship and you've already given away the rope of finances, come on, let's look forward. Could you say, you know what, I need, I need to create a little separation so I can act with wisdom before I give you my whole life. The rope of finances. Well, I want to talk secondly about the, the rope or the tie of, of sex. And I need a drink before we do that. First of all, as we said last week, if you're married, you should have more sex. And I challenged the married people last week to have sex at least three times this week. I won't ask you if you did. But come on, this week, go for four. Go 
for four. Come on, you, you got this. You got this. I'm going to say, this is what the Bible says, right? In Song of Solomon 7, verse 2, it says, Your navel is a rounded bowl that never lacks mixed wine. Literal translation, I want to get drunk off of your body. That's your Bible, okay? If you have issues with that, you clearly don't believe God's word's inspired, and I can't help you. So married people, go home and, and just drink some navel wine. Four times this week, drink some, okay. If you're a wife and you have a hard time getting your husband to come to church with you, just go home and tell him, Pastor, I'm committing to you. I'm going to say something similar next week, okay? Go home and tell your husband, Pastor is saying that we should have sex, like three, four, you never even know, next week might be five. So... Bring, and tell him this is what we're talking about. I pro, he will be here before the worship starts. He'll be like, we're selling new iPhones. He'll be lined up outside the front doors next Sunday. Tell your husband this is what we're talking about. Uh, I also want to say, and this is very important, especially to if you're in a season of singleness or you're, you're saying, I might be single my whole life. I want to be very clear. Sex is not the or unanswered to your life. Even though I think the married people should be having more of it, it is not the or an answer to your life. You can, make, you can go through this life completely full, completely uh, full of purpose, full of passion, full of life, not lacking anything that God wants you to have, and still be single and not having, like you can, it's just, this sex is not the answer and unanswered, contrary to what our culture says. And the reason we lean into these things that God intended to be a blessing in certain contexts. The reason we hold on to these things is because we actually don't understand that God wants us full. We don't understand that it's his fullness. Little wonder culture goes running to things that God said, this is maybe a part of what, like I'm gonna give you lots of different things in the world that will give you some brain chemistry that feels good because I love you and I'm for you and I'm a good father. Nevertheless, that was never meant to be the thing that fills you, okay? Are you there? We're all there together, good. So now let's talk about how and when we should be giving away this rope to somebody else. And to help me illustrate this, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get some help. I know you're nervous when I start talking about it, but let's get some help from Pastor Troy and Rachel. Can you give it up for them as they come? Come on, they're being brave today. They're always brave. Don't stop clapping until they get up here. It just gets awkward. Here you go. There you go. Now, obviously, you guys are married. And you know one another pretty well, but we're, we're illustrating something. And so it's, it's like you don't know one another. Let's say this is a blind. By the way, how was your first date? Was it good? Yeah, it should be, yeah. Great. We don't want to know any more than that. <laughs> but pretend this is a blind date. You don't know one another. You're going to have to introduce yourself to me. Go ahead. I'm Rachel. <laughs> it's like the voice alone. You're just... Now, you, <laughs> now I'm nervous. Okay. <laughs> so you don't know her. You gotta, so you got to ask her what she does. Yoga, what do you do? I'm a personal trainer. Yeah, exactly. So, so Pastor Troy over here, he's about ready to propose right now. Like this is. Okay, so you guys, you're on this date, and he's, he, he grew up in church. He's a good Christian kid, and. And he, uh, he's, got some, he's got some game with, like, Christian pickup lines. So he's like, girl, you, you must be made of water because Jesus turned you into fine. This is just how date, the date. So she's, she's hooked. She's like, I'm so into you. And so then they start to hold hands. And so you can go ahead and just, and just extend towards one another. 
they start holding hands and move closer towards one another. Then there's a goodnight kiss, and then maybe the back of a car, and then a couch, and then maybe into a bedroom. And just pause right there. Now, now watch what's happened is that chemistry has brought them into a place of intimacy. And the connection is only as strong as the chemistry. And the problem with this is if chemistry is what brought you into connection, if chemistry is what brought you into intimacy, then a lack of chemistry becomes a very good reason to walk away from this relationship. You see, God did not put boundaries on sex because he was boring or because he wanted to be a no-fun God. He put boundaries on sex because he never wanted someone holding the rope of your soul who could walk out. God never wanted someone, you, someone holding the rope of your soul before they stood up before your friends and family and someone registered in the province of British Columbia to say, I will love you for the rest of my life and this is not going to be over until I die. God never wanted someone holding this rope until someone would say that. And can I just step around you? Girl, if he's saying it to you in private, I'm yours and I'll be yours for the rest of your life. And it is not in front of a group of friends and family. And that person registered with the province of British Columbia, come on, tell him that you better prove it with a ring, honey, because I am not. Listen, don't find someone to feel something. Be someone to bring something. Believe in yourself. Step up. Come on. Step up and be strong. You don't. If he walks away because you don't give it to him, he is not the one for you. So what happens with this is now we got into this thing because we were looking to find someone to feel something and now all of a sudden the chemistry's gone and someone walks away and, and there's a severing of the relationship. Now you'll notice that they're walking away not just with the rope intact, they're walking away holding on to something of someone else. And you know this is true because you can't see them on Insta, you can't see them, maybe your coworkers, you can't see them at work, you can't walk by them on the street and think there was nothing there. No, you shared something intimate and it's still there. Come on, but we got to look through this. I know that can be challenging, but now let's look through it through the ground rules of this series. That God can, come on somebody, if you've given up that rope many times, or if you feel like that part of you is severed, God can give you a fresh start today. This is not meant to bring a heaviness upon you. This is meant to speak courage to your life. That if you're in that relationship today, there is a different future for you. And Jesus can give you a fresh start and put some things back together. Can I get an amen this morning? Come on, let's give it up for them as they go. Thanks, guys. The rope of sexuality. Don't stop clapping before they get off the stage. It just gets so awkward. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You see, God, he, he's a good, good father. He's a good, good father. And in all of this, as we talk about how to approach dating and how to approach uh, finances, please understand the goal is not to just give you some tips and tricks and life hacks. The goal is to, in all things, realize that you have a good father who has good plans for you. He's got designs for you. Come on, married people. He's calling you into a greater level of intimacy. Come on, this is for everybody in the room today. Single people, he's going to, he's with you and bringing fullness to you. Are you with me today? Well, there's one more rope I want to talk about, and it's the rope of significance. And this one, this one is so important that we talk about this one because this one, this one is unique. This is the rope that it doesn't even necessarily have to be in a dating relationship. This is how you feel about yourself, your value that you place on yourself, your significance. And you don't just give this one to people that you date or to someone that you marry. If you're in junior high or you're in high school, come on, you can give this one to your whole school. You could be giving this rope of significance to your friends and people that love you, and that would be seemingly a smart choice. But sometimes we'll even give this one to enemies. 
This is the rope of your value. This is the rope of your significance. This is the rope of how you see yourself. In 1 John, it speaks of the love of God. And, and, and it's, we're gonna, I'm going to call us into an understanding of this love again this morning because because this rope, it matters where this one goes and when we give it away. Watch this. First John says, in this is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us. So it wasn't us holding the rope and saying, God, I really need you to come to me. No, it was God standing there beside you all along and saying, I am the one who is supposed to be holding that. I'm right there. God, not because we love God, he loved us and sent his son. How do we know he loved us? Because he sent Jesus to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, Beloved, beloved, that's, that's, God's, that's God's name for you, beloved. Beloved, if he so loved you, then we also ought to love one another. God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. First John also says that perfect love casts out all fear, so his love is perfect. And so when it comes to this rope, and it, when it comes to the rope of significance and how you see yourself, God never intended for you to hand this rope to another human. Married people, this is some application for you in the room today. God never intended for you to be getting that even from your spouse. It's not that you don't call out the champion in them. It's not that you don't love on them. Come on, you're going to say, come on, uh, Rachel said some stuff to me yesterday as I was just... I got to the end of a week that had a bunch of travel in it and I was a little depleted and she's like, you know, I, I, she just starts to speak words over me. She's like, I, I just don't know anyone that just can rebound in strength quicker than you. You got this. Come on, champion, rise up, leader. This, God intended for you to, to beautify your spouse with your words, to encourage your spouse with their words. Come on, to elevate them with your words. There is strength to your words, but God never intended for you to hand this rope to anyone other than someone who is perfect love. He alone should be holding the rope of how you value and see yourself and the love that you receive. Because otherwise what will happen even in a marriage is you will expect perfect love from an imperfect human being. God only ever intended that he should hold this rope for you. How you see yourself and where your fullness comes from. Because it's not to find someone to feel something. It's always to be someone, to bring something. And this goes on and on and on. Even in marriage, who are you becoming and what are you bringing? It's all across the room today in different categories, in different seasons of life. You, you, we're all sitting here. and This is the most important concept today. That the perfect love of your father, he's the only one who should hold this relationship role. How you see yourself. The significance you see in you comes from Jesus alone. And so God, I thank you. I thank you, God, for the fullness of your spirit. I thank you, God, that before we leave this place today, it's your intention and your design, God, to fill us, to fill us to overflowing, to elevate us, God. I take authority in Jesus' name over thoughts that don't belong in our mind anymore, God. Discouragement and failures of the past and looking back at that past through the lens of disappointments to begin to look ahead and say, I've got the strength to take back some things that maybe I've given away in the past. 
I've got strength to believe that relationships can be different. I've got strength. Somebody needs strength today to walk out of a relationship. Somebody needs strength today to be someone and become something so you can bring something in relationship. I'm going to invite you all over the room. Come on, let's stand. Let's move into the presence of God. Believe that he's going to fill us so that you can step into relationship full of the Spirit. Come on, let's sing this together. I can see the light in the darkness as the darkness passes through you to keep your hands raised. I'm just going to invite you just to invite the Holy Spirit to come and give you fullness. No matter what relationship status you came into the room today, to give you fullness that comes from the presence of God. So Lord, we 
we lean in rooted and grounded in love. God, we ask for your strength to see how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, God. May we not, may we never get tired of pursuing a greater understanding of that love. Because when we understand it, we can believe for greater fullness. God, I pray for that one that came into the room thinking that what they've been through, the brokenness of relationship, maybe the loss of someone or the loss of of a relationship or the ending of a relationship, that that thing would define them and that would be a feeling of emptiness for the rest of their lives. God, I pray for fullness to touch that space. You've not yet grasped how wide and long and high and deep the love of Christ is because you believe that that emptiness was going to be permanent. But God today says, no, it was a temporary thing. There is fullness for you in his presence today. Fullness in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. And it doesn't come from a church and it doesn't come from me and it doesn't come because we sang a worship song. It comes because he made you and formed you to be the perfect carrier of his fullness. He doesn't have to redesign you to get you full. He made you to carry that fullness. You were perfectly made to handle the love of God in all of its fullness. Just simply open your heart today. Could you do that? Could you take a step? Come on, just raise your hands just a little bit higher in this place and say, I just, I believe. I got faith for that today. I got faith for that. Come on, I got faith for that today. In Jesus' name. Well, I'm going to ask you to keep your heads bowed and your eyes closed and just invite you in the, in the room today. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus, if you've heard me say nothing else today, I pray that you would hear these next few moments. You'd say, Pastor Shane, I don't feel the love of God. And the reason is because of sin that separates us from God. And nothing you could do or I could do in our own strength could get us back to that place, which is why God sent Jesus to pay the price for our sins so that we could be put back into relationship of closeness and connectedness and fullness with God. And so if you're in the room this morning, you'd say, I I do not know that and I want to know that. I might not have every question answered. Here's what the Bible says about salvation. If you will confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, believe in your heart God raised him from the dead, you will be saved, meaning it has nothing to do with you going and having a good week. It is on the basis of faith by his grace. And so if you'd say today, I want that closeness with God. I do not have it. Either I've never had it or I've walked away from God today. I want to know it. In, in just a moment, I'm going to count to three. When I get to three, would you shoot your hand up? And by raising your hand, uh, raising your hand is not the thing that's going to save you. It's your faith in your heart today. But I'm going to invite you to do that so you knew this was your moment of decision. You're either far from God, never made a decision, or today you're recommitting your life to God because you've been far. Would you just raise your hand on the count of three? One, two, three. Just say, yeah, that's me. That's me. This is my moment. I'm making a decision to return today in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Yeah. So great. So great. We're going to pray together in just a moment. If you raised your hand, or maybe you didn't, but you wanted to, pray this with me. And come on, church family, help me out. Dear Jesus, I give you my life, my whole heart. I believe you died and rose again so I could be forgiven. That's my faith. I receive your love. All in, fullness, change me from the inside out. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, church, can you put it together? Put your hands together for those who made that decision in this place today. Come on.